Hey, you're listening to Guat Rocks, God of the World and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. This is season 14, episode 297. We can defend the children of our nation. Subtitle, there is a solution to the mass murders that continue to happen in our schools. The events of the past week have made my head swim. A dear friend of mine, who by all measurements is a healthy individual, had a heart attack while playing a regularly scheduled vigorous athletic event that he does every week. A close relative of mine passed away this past week. And six people are murdered in a Christian school just north of us here in Middle Tennessee in the Nashville metropolitan area. This on top of all the avalanche of world cultural disintegration happening across our globe. I tell you, my friend, I texted a dear friend and lifelong mentor who is now in his late 80s. In his lifetime, he has held key positions in the gospel ministry. He's a heavyweight in the kingdom of God and past national influences. When the six people were murdered by the 28-year-old former female student of that Christian school, I sent him the article since he lived in Nashville for a number of years. I thought it was something that he would want to know if he had not already heard about it on the news. Along with the link to the article I wrote, this just came in from my son. Our nation is under assault in all corridors. Pray, pray, pray. To which he replied, without a doubt, we are moving into America's darkest days. Friend, can any of us dispute his assessment? Those in authority over us are not doing all they can to stop these murderous mass killings. The first words you hear out of the mouths of most of the key leaders of our nation is that the cause of all this are the guns that a law-abiding citizen has the constitutional right to purchase and own. The woman who committed these murders here in Nashville purchased all the weapons she had legally and had them hidden out in her home, and from what I gather, it was in her parents' home. Most likely, she had no criminal record and no legal reason to be banned from purchasing the firearms. Now, please listen to me. This podcast is not the place to get into a vigorous debate on gun control. Here is what I know. It is the evil heart of a person that is murderous. In other words, it's first murderous in intent, in their minds. That means the person has already committed murder against another human or humans in their mind long before they carry out the murder in reality. Even the person who takes the life of another person in an angry moment without a lot of pre-thought, the murderous intent is already there and cooking in their brain or they could not ever willfully carry out such a hideous, permanent, an unalterable action. The root of murder is anger. The first murder in creation happened when the first child of the first couple on earth murdered his brother. In Genesis chapter 4, it says, the man was intimate with his wife, talking about Adam, the first man, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. She said, I have had a male child with the Lord's help. She also gave birth to his brother, Abel. Now Abel became a shepherd of flocks, but Cain worked the ground. In the course of time, Cain presented some of the land's produce as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also presented an offering, some of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. The Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but he did not have regard for Cain and his offering. Cain was furious, and he looked despondent. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you furious, and why do you look despondent? If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, 
but you must rule over it. Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's guardian? Then he said, What have you done? Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed, alienated from the ground that opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood you have shed. If you work the ground, it will never again give you its yield. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain became furious, and he entered into a state of burning anger against his younger brother Abel, provoked by a jealous spirit over God's delight in his brother's offering. Though God did not look upon Cain's offering with favor, God made it clear that if Cain corrected his problem and did the right thing, he too would be accepted, find favor with God. Along with the seated anger came an internal collapse that revealed itself with a downcast appearance and a distorted face. When God encountered Abel after the rejection of his offering, God could see Cain was physically collapsed. The result? Cain rose up in vengeance against Abel and slaughtered him in the field. Cain's anger was against God, and he allowed it to enter the door of his life, and his sin of anger against the holy God resulted in murderous action toward an innocent bystander, his brother. My friend, you can find many similarities in the course of actions from Cain and his murder of his brother Abel and Audrey Hale, the mass murderer here in Nashville. The Nashville Christian school shooter Audrey Hale, according to multiple news outlets, sent a friend a chilling suicide note minutes before she murdered three adults and three nine-year-old children. Hale, 28, messaged her friend Averiana Patton, her former middle school basketball teammate, on Instagram at 9.57 a.m. Monday, March 27, 2023. The message that she sent under the name Aiden, which she was born a female girl and had assumed the identity of a male and had changed her name from Audrey to Aiden, A-I-D-E-N. But she texted at 9.57 a.m. to Patton. So basically that post I made on here about you, that was basically a suicide note. I'm planning to die today. And then in all caps, with four exclamation points afterwards, she wrote, This is not a joke. You'll probably hear about me on the news after I die. This is my last goodbye. I love you, heart shape. See you again in another life, Audrey. And then below Audrey, the word Aiden in parentheses. Patton responded, Audrey, you have so much more life to live. I pray God keeps and covers you. Audrey responded, I know, but I don't want to live. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to upset you or get attention. I just need to die. I wanted to tell you first because you are the most beautiful person I've ever seen and known all my life. Now, dear friend, there are a lot of things here that occurred. Hale's anger turned so inward that she willingly premeditated and carried out a plot to commit suicide by cop. That's what the police officers call it. She openly admits to her friend that her intentions by her actions was to achieve personal death. She had a real death wish, which she achieved. She did not have the courage to commit suicide, so she did something so hideous that she provoked a violent response by the police. My friend, police encounter this type of activity all the time, not necessarily the mass murder, but people who will do things so provocational so as to hopefully draw the fire of the policeman's weapon. It takes great restraint by police officers not to act in many cases when people are mentally ill and seeking to hurt themselves through the avenue of the police. Audrey's perch on the second floor, firing down repeated rounds on the approaching officers, said, Here I am. 
I'm up here. Come get me. She made the police aware of her location and took direct murderous action against them after killing the others in order to bring about a successful outcome to her real death wish. My friend, how terrible on all accounts. Working in the city streets for decades, I could give you a list a mile long on how the system failed at multiple points to head off this disaster. I'm not here to point fingers or to make accusations. I am not speaking as a certified expert, but I am speaking as someone who has ministered in the streets to people who are hurting and collapsing in their world. And my friend, there are many things that could have been done differently here. That's a second story. But here's the point. These sad, murderous events can be stopped. Am I saying 100% stopped? Of course not. Nothing is 100% in this fallen world. But I'm telling you, my friend, that these things can be brought to an end. The solution is here, but the question mark obviously is, do the people in governmental authority over us want it? If they did, they could invoke real solutions. My friend, someone in Audrey's collapsed state can find a thousand creative ways to kill multiple people at one time. Cain killed Abel with primitive tools at best, perhaps a rock, a knife, or a donkey jawbone. In today's world, you can confiscate every firearm on the planet, but the murderous heart will still act unrestrained with great success if not stopped prior to the moments leading up to the murder and the murders. In France, a person in a large truck, if you remember, drove down a closed city street and killed multiple people just by driving down the street and mowing them over. People are using sharp swords in populated areas and killing many people before anyone can even act. The first solution to be brought is a restoration of culture and government that promotes the Bible, swiftly punishes the wicked evildoer. The second component to the mayhem is true care and protection over people who are in harm's way, who are in places and situations where they can be easily compromised because of the physicality of the location. And so compromise can occur that brings about an impediment to their safety. Now, let me just give you an idea of what I'm talking about here. When you hear people say, well, it's an impossible task for us to be able to take all of this under control. It's just too expensive. Let me give you a report, and I mentioned this in an earlier podcast on how we're big enough to do whatever we want, but how the Ukraine is tapping the U.S. arsenal. Just to give you a context on how it is a possibility to do something specific and real to preserve the lives of our children and our school teachers and our school administrators. I mentioned this in an earlier podcast, but since the war began in Ukraine, the government has directed more than $75 billion in total assistance to the country. Now listen how it shakes down regarding the military arsenal that they have sent to this foreign power. This does come from the federal government. This is from the U.S. Department of Defense. It was featured in Council on Foreign Relations. Their article, and I'll have the post again for the URL that gets you to that, that article. But the U.S. Security Assistance between January 20th, 2020, isn't that interesting? The U.S. Security Assistance. Well, what I would like to say is let's have some U.S. Security Assistance right here on home soil at our public schools and our private schools, all schools. So this is from January 2020 through February 20 of 2023. And I'm going to read this, and it may be a little, little laborious, but I'm telling you, we need to listen to this. Infantry arms and equipment, 8,500 Javelin anti-armor systems, systems, not just rockets, but systems, 54,000 other anti-armor systems and munitions, 1,600 Stinger anti-aircraft systems. Go and check out what one of those Stinger missiles costs. It's millions. 
2,500 tow missiles. Those are also extremely expensive. 13,000 grenade launchers and small arms with ammunition. Now, that's launchers. That's pieces of equipment that launch the grenades that go on them. 13,000. 75,000 sets of body armor and helmets. Hmm, we could sure use some of those here at our public schools. Thousands of night vision devices, surveillance systems, thermal imagery systems, optics, and laser rangefinders. My friend, all of those could be employed here on our public schools in spades, and it would go light years towards defending our children. C4 and other explosives. Explosive ordnance disposable equipment. M18A1 Claymore Mines. I mean, you're talking about all forms of destruction. Mine clearing equipment and systems. Obstacle emplacement equipment. Think about that. Obstacle emplacement equipment. Medical supplies, field equipment, and cold weather gear. Chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear protective equipment. 350 generators. Artillery. 160 155 millimeter howitzers and ammunition. We're talking about these big cannons. 72 105 howitzers and ammunition. So my friend, 72 cannons, but then all of the gear that goes with it. 30 120 millimeter mortar systems and ammunition. 10 82 millimeter mortar systems. 10 60 millimeter mortar systems. 152 millimeter, 122 millimeter, 120 millimeter, and 25 millimeter ammunition. 38 HIMAR systems, 50,000 122-millimeter grad rockets, 50,000 precision-guided rockets, air defense, one Patriot air defense battery and munitions. My friend, that is millions and millions and millions. Eight NASAM systems, 12 Avenger air defense systems, two Hawk air defense units and munitions, laser-guided rocket systems, entire systems, my friend, not just bits and pieces of equipment. A REM-7 missiles, anti-aircraft guns and ammunition, equipment to integrate with and sustain Ukraine systems, air-to-ground missiles. Now, this is on top of the cannons and the rockets and the grenades, high-speed anti-radiation missiles. They're called HARMS. Precision aerial munitions, 4,000 Zuni aircraft rockets could function as air defense. Manned aircraft, 20 MI-17 helicopters, explosive drones. 700 switchblade drones, 1,800 Phoenix Ghost drones. That's 2,500 drones, surveillance drones. 15 Scan Eagle unmanned aerial systems, Puma unmanned aerial drones, Puma unmanned aerial systems. How about more rockets? 50,122-millimeter grad rockets, precision-guided rockets, coastal defense, two Harpoon coastal defense systems, 58 coastal and riverine patrol boats, unmanned coastal defense vessels. That's talking about drone boats. Tanks and armored carriers, 109 Bradley infantry fighting vehicles. Just do a Google search on how much one Bradley fighting vehicle tank costs. Four Bradley fire support team vehicles, 31 Abrams tanks, 45 T-72B tanks via the Czech Republic, 90 striker armored personnel carriers, 90 striker armored personnel carriers, 300 M113 armored personnel carriers, 250 1117 armored security vehicles, 100 armored medical treatment vehicles, 500 MPAP vehicles, 125 millimeter tank ammunition, ground support, 
1,700 Humvees. Don't you think some of our public schools and our private schools could use some Humvees? I think they could. 334 tactical vehicles, 44 trucks, 88 trailers, 10 command post vehicles, 30 ammunition support vehicles, 6 armored utility trucks, radar and communications, 4 satellite communications antennas, 2 radars for unmanned aerial systems, 18 air surveillance radars, 70 counter artillery and counter mortar radars, 20 multi-mission radars, tactical secure communication systems. You keep seeing this word systems. Entire networks of gear to kill, counter air defense capability, counter unmanned aerial systems, electronic jamming equipment, SATCOM terminals and services, satellite services, commercial satellite imagery surfaces. Dear friend, now you may say, Kenny, was it really necessary to read all of that? My friend, this is just one example of the money that our central government is placing into the care of foreign governments without checks and balances to take care of a task that our leadership feels is necessary. Now, please stay with me. I am not here to argue whether this action in Ukraine is necessary. Do not miss this point. And as you can tell, I'm very energized today because I tell you, my friend, I am sick and tired of seeing innocent people murdered. I'm sick and tired of seeing people murdered in cold blood when it can be stopped. And I'm telling you, I've run the numbers. And I thought to myself, well, what would it look like if we were to do something here in this country that is real towards making a difference and rising up to this challenge? Because, my friend, we are living in a fallen nation. We are living in a nation without laws. We have laws on the books that are not enforced. That's happening every day. And it is rising up and provoking those who are wicked in intentions to carry out and do wicked deeds that are hurting themselves hurting others, and destroying our country. My friend, there is a multitude of things we can do. This is just one thought, and there are a thousand different ways to go about this. I think the important thing is that you and I need to be crying out to God today to say, God, work in the hearts of the people who are in government over us to cause them, to provoke them, to take real action, to come up with real solutions that will provide safe environments for the people in our school systems. We need to employ sophisticated technology to discern aberrant movement and behavior. The last time I checked, and it's been just in the past couple of months, there are 100,000 public schools in the United States of America. If we employed two full-time, highly trained, fully armed security officers for every school that are on duty at the same time so that there is always someone watching the security system and always someone there to assist and help, and a fully interactive security system designed by a consortium of tech giants brought together to solve this problem. We could do it. Our present military budget is $598 billion annually. Foreign aid budget is $50 billion annually. My friend, at $200,000 per campus per year, for 100,000 campuses, that would be at a cost of $20 billion a year to guard our kids and our workers. Last year, 2022, we went in debt $1.3 trillion in just that one year alone. My friend, at $1.3 trillion in one year of spending, that would pay for 65 years for school security. Yes, we can safeguard our children if we want to. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.